we should not try and alter the consequences to change the behavior. We should change the contingencies. Welcome to Learning About Dogs, a podcast for people who love learning about dogs. I'm Sue McGuire. I am very much the student in this episode. As Kay Lawrence discusses the concept of contingencies in play around a behavior. You know, clickers are a wonderful tool, but you can't necessarily click your way out of trouble. So today we talk about contingencies, or rather I listen while Kay talks about contingencies. So let's do so together. Okay, so um, shall we say when you get exposed to people studying in other fields, they can often say one thing and you think, yeah, that's cool if you're in an academic field, but that's not what we do as practitioners. And I, I'm sure it works the other way, that what we do as practitioners, like use words like click fishing, means something entirely different in an academic world. Yes, uh, <laughs> successive <laughs> attempts or whatever. Um, and the term that I've heard more than once recently was contingencies change behavior, consequences, which is in our case reinforces, maintain or strengthen. And I thought, yeah, we've got to run with this because so often people are trying to use the consequences to change the behavior. Now, if the behavior is not what you want in the first place and you're just relying on consequences, clicking, reinforcing, you're just going to make that stronger. So under the conditions where this is not the behavior I want, I need it to change, we should not try and alter the consequences to change the behavior we should change the contingencies now then you start going okay what are contingencies so the list is anything that could influence what the dog's doing so contingencies could be genetic predispositions so say i was asking the gordon set and merrick to lie down drop she's quite happy to drop at my feet. To her, it has no issues at all. Wherever she drops, she's happy to drop. But for a Border Collie, dropping at my feet is uncomfortable. They're too close to you. You just want a bit bit of distance because to them, that genetic inheritance they have requires them to drop and be able to see the whole sheep. You get the difference? So that would be a contingency that I would need to change. So if I want the, the Collies to drop, I need to make sure they've got a good couple of arms length away from me to do it so they can see me. So I've changed one of the contingencies that enables that dog to be successful. It's a change in the environment, but it's also a contribution from their genetic makeup. Your history. So if you've been training a certain behavior, you know, we have this term, it's the hot behavior. It's what the dog's been reinforced for the most in their previous training sessions, that is going to pop up in the middle of your training session, particularly if you're trying to train something similar, like um, a bow and walking backwards. They're sort of very similar, so one might easily get confused with the other. So that's another contingency you've got to consider. Um, The floor the dog is standing on. Uh, If you've got a young puppy, you know, male Labrador puppy that's 15 weeks old and you're on a shiny floor and you ask it to SIT, his bum's going to have a bit of trouble staying on the spot because it's going to slip around a bit and it's going to slide there and he won't be able to hold it. And, oh, this is difficult. I don't think I'll do that again. That's a contingency that would need to be changed for that behaviour to be successful. On the right track? On the right track. 
So if we look at these reinforcers, the changes your reinforcers make strengthen maintain, but they don't change the behavior. If you regard change as the behavior being different, not just the same behavior going on for longer, stronger, the same. Does that make sense? Isn't so this when... just different? Yeah. So this is, sounds very much just like different language for, I think, what most of us embrace already. Is that what I'm hearing? No, no. What, I, what I'm seeing is the dog is doing something quite undesirable. Okay. Um, and nothing in the environment. There are no change to the contingencies, but let's try and click our way out of it. Oh, is let's that how it's being and... applied? Sorry? Oh, that's how it's being applied? Well, yeah, because the click is the all-powerful thing, isn't it? You know? So oh, for say, for instance, we've got a dog that's just gone into hyper alert because it's seen something that is a reason to go into hyper alert. I mean, it could be a rabbit. It could be another dog. It could be a person. It could be a tree falling over. I don't know what it is. The dog's gone into hyper alert. Click, treat. Because you're trying to prevent the dog from going off on one. It's not doing anything wrong. It's standing still. Let's just click and treat. And we'll actually get this to change under these conditions then when the dog sees the thing that's causing it to hyper alert, it's going to have a different emotional response. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I, <laughs> I don't think, I think so. I, I think you actually might have just strengthened something you didn't yeah. mean to strengthen. Yes. And what I, I see then is the dog start to scan the environment for these events. So the dog now has been strengthened in environmental scanning. Mm -hmm. It's now looking for the rabbit, looking for the person, searching around. Look left, look right, look forward, look backwards. Where's that dog? So I can go into hyper alert. There we are. Click, click. Oh, you know, so I, think, I, I just think that yeah. the dog has so much of the burden to change their behavior. When we start to get this purist, it's the consequences that change behavior. Do you, do you see what I mean? So people are starting to think, if I reinforce this and ignore that, then ignoring that is going to make it go away. No, it's not. You're just going to make that stronger. But you haven't made the basic changes that you need to happen. I think so they're getting when, ahead of themselves. They're get, they're getting way ahead of themselves. It sounds to me an awful lot like people taking counter conditioning into the wrong environment. Oh well, and some, and some. I mean, it's the whole misunderstanding of what desensitization is. Exactly. Um, but it, it's starting to become like it's not the person's job to make the environment change. It's the job dog's job to make their changes. Do, do you get to see what I mean? So uh, if the contingencies like having... are not changing. Yeah. So if you've got a dog that, say, aggresses at people when they come to the house. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you look at all the contingencies, the people in the family getting excited, the house where the dog is, somebody knocking on the front door, all of those are contingencies. If those don't change, how can the behavior change? Exactly. Well... Often it's well, not. It's, it's now it's we not. have to put the dog through this sort of treatment and therapy and the dog has to work out what it's got to do instead to get the reinforce. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, it's instead just... of changing the contingencies, like, yes. hey, yeah. it's your front door, not your dog's. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's just learn mm. how to behave differently when we have guests come to the house. Let's just train the dog to do something else instead. You know, and it's, I just see the burden going back onto the dog again. And I don't, you know, much as I think they're clever, it, they should not have to bear that burden for people having screwed up the contingencies in the first place. 
mm-hmm. and then not be prepared to change them. My goodness. Yeah, or they'll put something on the dog like a head collar or a, a harness that pulls back and all the other things they'll start to do. So then it's the consequences of punishing that behavior that often force the change. But it's not that just diminishes it, it hasn't changed the behavior at all. But this is where we get stuck with, well, he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, but he'd bloody like to. <laughs> yeah, he'd like yeah. to, but you've actually punished, you know, the growling and the staring. But it hasn't actually changed the behavior. It's diminished it, but it hasn't changed it. Yeah, I think you've masked it, but it hasn't really gone away. I always worry about people who throw out terms like that, and then they also throw out conditioned emotional responses, and you know, and oh, I just yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, that that yeah, is so yeah. loaded for me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think it rather depends on your background. You know, the this is a science that covers too many different faculties, should we say? You know, when you hear somebody talking who's got a purely psychological background or a background in psychology studies that's where they'll want to come from and what's the trite comment a psychologist tries to change the underlying response to change the behavior and a behaviorist will change the behavior to change the underlying response (laughs) but i can see what they mean yes which comes first which comes first well both and neither uh, yeah and, and and certainly, oh my goodness! I actually think it's 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 ethically unsound to. I mean, I work in a shelter for crime and sakes. If I did not change conditions continually, contingencies, yes, contingencies, yes. yeah, conditions, yes. environment, yes. contingencies, yeah. Yeah. continuously all day long, I'm going to get what I get. I find and, contingencies and just a bit broader than you know. Let's change the environment. Actually, let's change the history. Yes, let's oh, change. Gosh change that dog's experience because those are all part of the contingencies that can be affected to change the behavior i, I guess often that might be go on how something can you like just, dog, no, how can you change i'm gonna stop how can you change a dog's history well because you build a new history you can't take away the history but say for instance um you've got your dogs in their kennels and runs and certain types of people walking past are distressing for that dog well you can change that response by certain types of people changing their clothing or as every time they go past there's food chucked in you know so there's whole ways of changing their experience to change the behavior but that's not about consequences that's not waiting for the dog to elicit the change themselves so that you can then act as the reinforcer Hmm. i guess i sort of disagree with people showing up at kennels and and popping food like that's going to change a dog's emotional state or or whatever Um, i mean i i i just i probably take a little step further than that it's like this dog does not like you that's that's one if you like micro contingency that we could change we could, yes. One micro, yeah. You know, so probably low in the totem pole for me, but yeah. But there's a whole bunch of, um, you know, it's it's not the dog's job to change their behavior. It's exactly. not their job. Exactly. It's our it's job our to job. set them up to be able to be successful. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, yes. And when we say, oh, you've got to change the environment, it's more than the environment. You know, they might need to be fed before they go training. They might need to have, you know, with, with Border Collies, we do this sheep balls game. Um, that is a critical part of them being able to cope with traffic. And it's to me, it's a contingent, yes, on being able to feel good about being a sheepdog. And it relieves a lot of frustration for them. So do we have to put together a history where they learn how to deal with frustration? 
and it's not just called impulse control. You know, some dogs, particularly what they call high drive dogs, have a very low threshold mm -hmm. to become frustrated, which is what makes mm -hmm. them great dogs to train because they mm -hmm. become aroused very, very quickly. <laughs> Woo. So I think that that's an important word to call it just beyond conditions, beyond environment contingencies. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. a bigger yeah. umbrella, yeah. isn't it? Until I, I made myself start to use it, I was, oh, well, the environment's got to change. You need to change what you're doing. Uh, we need to make the dog have um, a different view out from your kennels. It needs to be less, you know, a whole bunch of things. We'd say the environment has to change. Well, it, it's, it's bigger than that. And some of these contingencies we can't change. You're probably not yeah. going to change the breed predisposition or the history, as you said, you know, but there may be a, a dog food that you're feeding that causes the dog to have an irritable bowel. That's a contingency no, for that's sure. going to affect the dog's behavior. Certainly affect mine mm. anyway. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm fascinated by these people who, who think they can feed their dog out of a condition or th feed their dog. I, I just am, I'm floored by that. As treatment. Yeah. As treatment. Yes. And then call it therapy. Yeah. 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 Oh, I just, so we just yeah, have to no, practice. Oh, that's so interesting. Could you give me some evidence on that? I'd love to research it further. Mm -hmm. So when you hear somebody mm -hmm. go, oh, that's so interesting. You go, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just makes me think I'm on the right track with my sheltering practice. Yeah. It's just, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't change their history. I can't change the whatever trauma they have been through. I can't change the fact that they probably are medically a little dicey at this point, but I can change a lot of other stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's so. all those changes that we have access to that start to build them into a dog that's livable with. Yes, it's mm -hmm. not the dog that has to turn themselves around. Yeah, mm. if the environment doesn't change, yeah. I don't see how we can expect the dog to change. Okay. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, creating environments where the dog is, is allowed to be the best dog they can be. Um, you know, yeah, I yeah, always tell yeah. people the dog in a shelter is not a is not a normal dog. It's not a normal life. It's not the life they should be living. It is a port in the storm. So let's uh, get them out as much as possible. Let's get them hiking up mountains. Um, yep. Let's let them snuffling in wetlands and, and yeah, yeah, what yeah, have you. Yeah. Starting September 18th, Q-Technology is a six-lesson online course through learning about dogs. The course takes students through cues, signals, and stimulus. Prompts are an integral part of our teaching and training and living with dogs. Giving a cue and responding to a cue is a conversation where questions are asked and answered. The course will cover teaching and practicing cue-seeking, thoughtful development and application of cues, using teaching cues during the learning process that graduate to life or performance. Online classes are on Wednesdays, but students may access their forums during the class times. Sign up at Learning About Dogs. <laughs>